Hello, and welcome back to Equity, a podcast about the business of startups, where we unpack the numbers and nuance behind the headlines. I'm Marianne Azevedo. This is our Wednesday show, where we niche down to a single person, think about their work, and unpack the rest. Today, I'm so excited. We're talking to a number one New York Times bestselling author, writer, producer, personal finance thought leader, and the host of Women & Money podcast, Susie Orman. Suze, welcome to the show. So happy to have you here. Thanks, Marianne. Let's rock this next 30 minutes or whatever it's going to (laughs) be. Yeah, I I can't wait. I know the main reason for our listeners that we're having you on the show is to talk about your debut in the startup world with a company called Secure Save. I love the mission behind this company. I think it's awesome. Before we dig into those details, though, I'd love to talk a little bit more first about your background, how you got into personal finance. I read about your story and what happened to you, and my heart just kind of broke. But can you quickly share that with the listeners who may not have known how you got into this world? Well, you know, first of all, you have to understand when you just said that your heart broke, you should be so thrilled that what happened to me happened to me because loss can absolutely lead to gain. If what happened to me hadn't happened, I would not be here where I am today on any level. But to make a very quick story here, which was, it was 1973, and I found myself in Berkeley, California, working as a waitress at the Buttercup Bakery, making $400 a month. I had been living in my van that my brother lent me money for to buy on the streets before I landed that job in Berkeley, California. And so what's important to know is that I didn't come from money. I didn't inherit money. I didn't have anybody to turn to for money except myself. So here I am, Berkeley, California, with my girlfriend at the time, and we both land a job at the Buttercup Bakery. Now, in 1973, I was approximately 22 years of age. So I'll let you all quickly figure out how old I am right now. That is besides the point. (laughs) So here I am, a waitress, and I'm a waitress from 1973 to essentially 1980, seven years making $400 a month. And I realized that most of the suggestions that I had made to the owners of the Buttercup Bakery led them from going from a little tiny place in the corner to owning half the block. Mm. And then I thought, I can do this, but I don't have any money. There's no way to start something if you don't have any money. Again, to make a long story short, a man by the name of Fred Hasbrook came in and said, you don't look happy, sunshine. Now I've been waiting on Fred for seven years. Told him what my dreams were and things like that. He went back, sat with all the other people I had been waiting on for all that time. They all came up with $50,000 for me to start my own little restaurant, told me to take it down to the local Merrill Lynch branch at the time and put it in a money market account. I didn't know what a Merrill Lynch was. I didn't know what a money market account was, but I did exactly what he said. And again, to make a very long story short, I met by Randy, who was the broker of the day. 
he asked me, how would you like to make a quick $100 a week? I said, of course, that's more than I make as a waitress. He had me sign all these blank papers, which I didn't know not to sign. He then made it look like I was a very sophisticated investor. And within all three months, all $50,000 was lost. Why? Because he put it in the options market, which is one of the more speculative things you can do with money. The great thing about that was during that time, I started to learn about finance for the first time. Could I just quickly interrupt you to just say how heartwarming that is that so many people came together like that to help you? That's incredible. Yeah, it was great. It was great because they handed me a little note written on a napkin that said, this is for people like you to have your dreams come true, to be paid back in 10 years at no interest if you can. Oh, that's so touching. I'm sorry. I had I just had to comment on that. Yeah. It was a great moment in time for me because I thought, oh, now I'm going to get to open up my own restaurant till Randy intervened to help make me the world's personal finance expert, but that's besides the point. But during those three months, I had learned a lot about the market. I started to watch Wall Street Week with Louis Rue Kaiser, Reed Barron's, and I realized pretty much into it that I was going to lose all the money. Mm. So I thought, okay, I like this. Maybe I can get a job being a broker since they only make you broker. So I went in to interview at Merrill Lynch. They didn't have any women brokers at the time. When I was in the manager's office, it was obvious they were going to hire me simply to fill their women's quota because I was told women belong barefoot and pregnant by Peter Sansevero, who was the manager there at the time. Disgusting. um, He said, he will hire me, but in six months, he will fire me. So there's a whole lot of stuff that happened after that, but I took the job. And what was so great about it is that somebody who was head of operations at the time knew what happened to me was illegal. He kind of turned me on to a lawyer that would take my case on contingency. I didn't even know what that was. And when I talked to the lawyer, he said, Susie, this is a slam dunk. So I ended up suing Merrill Lynch while I worked for them. What I didn't know is because I sued them, they couldn't fire me. And in two years that go by until it comes to the courts, I became their number six producing broker. So back to your O, feeling bad. If that hadn't happened to me, My life would be very, very different today. And not only would my life be very, very different today, but the lives of millions and millions of people throughout the world that my life has touched and their lives have touched me and have been transformed because of that one little story and the Women in Money podcast and the 10 New York Times bestselling books and the show on CNBC that you can all watch, by the way, now on Freevee, right? The 600 episodes and all the things that I did because I knew to do what was right was far better than to do what was easy and not sue them and not say anything and just be a good little girl. Well. So it's a fabulous story, and I will forever be grateful for Randy for having lost all my money. Well, I I applaud you for, A, learning, learning a lot about what happened so that you could recognize that you were about to lose all that money, having the guts to sue, taking the time to study and learn and become one of the best brokers in the firm, 
You could have just sat back and played a victim and you didn't. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. As you mentioned, you have written 10 best-selling books since then. You've twice been named one of the most influential people in the world by Time magazine. You have over 30 million copies of your book in print. You've had this CNBC show for 13 years. And then a few years ago, you decided to join a startup. Yes. What drew you to this company called SecureSave, and what does it do exactly? Yeah. So remember, when I turned 65, I realized that I had more money than I could ever spend, truthfully. And I still do, thank God, right? But what I didn't have a lot of was time. And I wanted at that point to make sure that I spent time not necessarily making more money and doing things like that, but finding out who I was. Because I had been on so many famous people's show and they were all afraid to retire, whether it was Larry King or Barbara Walters and so on and so forth. And I wanted to know who was Susie Orman if I didn't have a standing ovation of 50,000 people when I gave a talk, when I didn't sell out here and there. I wanted to know. So in one week, I cut off everything. I cut down, I just shut the Susie Orman show. I stopped writing for Oprah's magazine. I stopped going on HSN and QVC. I stopped giving everything, gone. And I moved to a private island in the Bahamas with KT, who is my spouse. And so what was interesting about that was finding out who I was. And I became a fisherman or fisherwoman. I don't even know the politically correct way to call me. But KT and I became master fisher people and we fished tournaments and our life became so incredible. And I really wasn't thinking of anything. And then what's important to know is that July 21st, 2020, a tumor was discovered in my neck because my right side started to you know, not function. Mm -hmm. And People Magazine wrote all about this. So you can all look it up in people.com. And I had to go in for an operation immediately. It was 12 hours, 20 surgeons. But for two years, I really couldn't use my left side at all. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, you should read. It was quite the story. And so for two years, I was like, oh my, like in excruciating pain because nerve pain is the worst pain. And during that time, Devin Miller gave a call to KT. And Devin is the CEO of Secure Save. And he talked to KT about this idea that he and Bassam Saliba, the other founder, was thinking about, which was emergency savings accounts for employees. And how I'd spent almost 40 years of my life talking about how important it is to have an emergency savings account that maybe I would consider joining forces with them. So if we just put a pin in that for a second, what was interesting there is that so many fintechs had approached me prior to that. Susie, come on, we'll do this. We'll do that. Even Mm mint.com when they first got together and all these companies. But it was like, no, no, you're gathering all these names to do what? To sell it to some company. Mm-hmm. No, you're doing all, no, this isn't really what people need right now. No, this is a money-making venture for you, not really something that will help people, in my opinion. So I must have said no 20 times. 
So I didn't want to get on the phone with Devin because I was like, I'm not doing anything, KT. I don't feel well. But KT had a really long talk with Devin and she came in, she said, Susie, I want you to talk to this man because he's the real deal. He's not like what you probably think. Will you just talk with him? Got on the phone with him and she was absolutely correct. And I loved the name because everybody knows that I have a saying, what is the goal of money? And the goal of money is for you to be secure. And how do you get to be secure? And that's through saving. So it seemed like it fit. But the more and more I talked to him about it, the more I realized, oh my God, I already know that this concept is going to hit it big. Because in my own way, I had already tried this concept back in 2007 with TD Ameritrade, and I didn't get paid to do that, where I had a little thing in my Women and Money book, a little starburst on it, and that was it, saying, put $100 a month away, and at the end of that time, you would get $100. It was called the Save Yourself Plan. Mm -hmm. And TD Ameritrade went along with it saying, all right, maybe 10,000 people will do it. So 150,000 people did it, Marianne. Amazing. And what was interesting about that is after the year was up and they weren't going to get the $100 anymore, they all continued to save and save and save. And to this day, they are all still doing it. And I thought, oh my God, once people get in the habit of saving even small amounts of money, it changes who they are And even if they don't get a reward for it, they still do it. I tried it again two years ago with Alliant Credit Union, who sponsors the Women and Money podcast, and it had nothing to do with that. I said, I have an idea I want you to try, and they did not want to do it. They're like, we're not doing this. And the idea was just have people put $100 a month away and give them $100 at the end. They said, Susie, no. And I said, okay. And finally, I talked them into it. And again, hundreds of millions of dollars poured in. And after that one year of people not getting their $100 at the end, they all have continued to save. Now, that is a very long story to get you to understand. That's how I knew Secure Save was the perfect adventure for me. Why? Because here we are. And what Secure Save is, it's one of the very first employer-sponsored emergency savings plans for their employees. Because here was the solution to a big problem. I only got two financial institutions to allow me to do, let's pay people to save. And when it was over, nobody else wanted to do it. It was like, no. Mm -hmm. How do you create a venture that touches every single employee in America today to get them to save. How do you get them to do that? And that's to get employers involved everywhere. So the way Secure Save works is that we have an app. We have figured out all the technology to make it so easy for human resource companies that are part of any employer to absolutely implement, maybe it takes 30 minutes, and we hook directly into the payroll system via the company, and the employee gets an email that says, 
how much would you like to put in from every paycheck into a savings account where your employer is going to match? They get to choose the amount. The employer gets to choose the amount they're going to match. The employee doesn't cost them anything. They have access to their money anytime they want with an app that we have developed. If they leave that place of employment, they can take it with them. It's in an FDIC-insured account. Everything's perfect. And so what we found is that when this started, we had a 60% adoption rate. 60%. So that when the employees received that email, then what happened was they immediately signed up. They normally would put $25 a paycheck in or $50 a month, and the employer would put in $3 a paycheck. And now they are going for it. Hardly anybody takes their money out because we've educated them as to what an emergency savings account is. It is now automated for them. They're essentially being paid to save. They love that. And now their behavior will also, like the other experiments I did with TD Ameritrade and Alliant, they will change their behavior because it's very addicting to start to see money grow when you've never had money before. I was startled to read the statistic that about two-thirds of Americans couldn't cover a $400 emergency expense. Yeah. So I really think that this is extremely important. I think many people have a hard time putting cash away. It's easier to just, you know, spend it, whether they're on groceries or eating out. It just, it just goes, right? It goes really, really fast. So if you can get it into a savings account before you have an opportunity to spend it, And if your employer is helping it to grow, I can see where it would be easier. I can see where you would have more incentive. It's very much like a retirement account that you would have through an employer, but for savings. And I think this is a brilliant idea. Yeah. And it's one that the employees absolutely love. And the employers love because it's so easy to implement. You know, human resource people are absolutely inundated with this program, this wellness thing. Let's do this. Let's do that. We did a study that asked employees, what is the number one employee benefit that they would like to see in order? And the top one, bar none, over everything was an employee savings account because they don't have the money that if all of a sudden their car breaks down, I'm not talking about here an eight to 12 month savings plan where you can plan for, oh, you lose your job, you get sick. No, I'm talking about an emergency savings account that you cannot plan for. Your car breaks down, your refrigerator, your heater goes, you need a deductible, you know, with a medical need. You can't plan for those things. And it's as little as $200 or $300 that you may need that sends you on the road to poverty for the rest of your life, Marianne. Because if you don't have the money to fix your car, then you put it on your credit cards. Then in another emergency happens, you put it on your credit cards and you're paying the minimum payment due on your credit cards. Now your credit cards are maxed. Now, if you have a 401k, you take out loans there. If you don't have one, you go and do payday loans, all because you didn't have 
a few hundred dollars in an emergency savings account. What's so thrilling for me is that this has been going on now for a year or two, and there are employees that are be doing this that have $1,000, $2,000 in their emergency savings account. That is a lot of money for somebody who doesn't have any money. One thing I'm curious about, I know that the employers are matching to a certain degree. Yes. But what what else does it cost a company to do this? Every company, depending on size, gets to strike not only how much they want to match every month, but the payment structure for them and what works for them. So it's not a set thing. It's going to cost you X amount employee. It will only always cost you for the employees that are participating, not all your employees. Mm-hmm. But yeah. every single corporation, whether you know we have a company with 50,000 employees that has signed up with us, we have corporations that have 300 employees. So depending on the structure and the amount of employees and the match and everything, Devin, who is the CEO of Secure works out exactly the deal that makes total financial sense for the company that's interested in doing this. So at the end of last year, you testified in front of Congress to encourage a bipartisan bill for employers to offer emergency savings benefit as a workplace benefit. How did that go? So it actually wasn't in front of Congress. It was in front of many people that were interested in that with Senator Booker and everything. Where that went to was that a little bit ago, Secure Act 2.0 was put into effect. And there are many things of Secure 2.0 that affect finances and retirement accounts and all kinds of things. One of the things that they put in was for employers to have an emergency savings account within the plan, however. So remember, when you work for an employer and you have a 401k plan or something like that, it's called ERISA. It's an employer-sponsored plan, and it is governed by so many regulations, I can't tell you. You can't take the money out before you're 59 and a half. You do this, you have this penalty, and so on and so forth. We at Secure Save did not want an in-plan emergency savings account because I knew from all the work that I've done with people, they need control over their money. They don't want to ask somebody, can I have, you know, can I have my money? Right. They don't want that. And there are all these rules and regulations that are put on the emergency savings account that's in plan that passed. So what was fabulous about that, though, is that this brought to the attention of employees throughout the United States about emergency savings accounts. And then they started to seek out who does it, how do they work, and that's how they found Secure Save. And when they compared our plan, which is out of plan, which means it's the employee's money, they can get it anytime they want, there's no limit to how much they can put in, like there's a $2,500 limit for the one that was passed by Congress, there's more than $1,000 that you can take out, which is the limit you can take out. It's so ridiculous, I can't even tell you. Although. I'm thrilled that at least Congress recognized the importance of employers needing to help their employees save. I wish they had only added an out-of-plan 
to that bill. Mm. But they'll work on it one day and that will probably happen. But what was so fabulous about it is that it drove people to look at this, employers. They found Secure Save, huge companies that we're now trying to close our deals with, huge companies that like how we operate, like our ethics. It's the only thing that we do. There are other companies out there that offer these now, but they also offer, oh, let's refinance all your credit cards or your student loans. And in my opinion, it's almost like do this so we can get our hands on all the other money of those employees. No. The only thing Secure Save does is emergency savings accounts. It is the only thing Secure Save will ever do, especially when Susie Orman's involved with it, because we want to help people save. We are like, we have blinders on that that is our goal, and we are going to create the best emergency savings account for employees that employer-sponsored bar none. And that's exactly what we've done, which is why we're winning the contracts from these other seriously major companies for these very large companies. And I'm so thrilled, I can't even tell you. Yeah, I know. That's that's great to hear. So for our listeners who don't know the background, this company raised $11 million last year in a round of funding led by Truist Ventures, which Truist is one of the largest banks in the country, and that's their venture arm. So $11 million, this took place last summer. So, you know, kind of right when the beginning of this venture slowdown took place. And so what I'm hearing from you, Susie, is since then, you've seen a lot of interest, yes. a lot of growth. Yes. And I do know, and this is not something I get involved in very much, Marianne, because I don't personally care. I mean, I'm not in this for us to go public and for us to be bought out. I'm in this to make sure that employees have a place to save. And after they sign up with us, many of the corporations then have me do a Zoom and I give all the employees a personal finance seminar and answer all of their questions. No other company can offer a Susie Orman for that, right? So I do know that I think Devin may be in another round. We had enough money to last us for quite a while because we are so well run. It's like I got mad at Devin a little bit ago because he bought hats for people, the employees. I was like, why would we spend money on things like that? So we are so well run and so tight. It's fabulous you know, and so I love the economics behind the company and how we value every single penny of every single investor's money. One other question I have about how this works, and forgive me if you already commented on this, but as an employee, if they do decide to take money out, are they penalized at all? Do they pay any kind of fees? God, no, no. I would never let a company charge the employees one penny. You know, so when they go to take it out, it's a push of the button and it immediately goes to wherever they've designated, you know, no questions. We do ask the question, is this in an emergency? We're just trying to reinforce in them, this isn't money so you can go on vacation. This is an emergency savings account. We've gone through very careful every word of this app to reinforce is it an emergency? How are you, you know, all of that. And we do ask the question, what is the emergency? 
if they want to ask, okay, if they don't answer that, it's all right. We don't care, right? But I just kind of want to know. And what we're finding is that when people do take it out, and very few have, it's for like $137.16. So it's obviously for an emergency of a bill. They need to pay that they don't have that kind of money. I mean, we're in a time right now where inflation has just risen incredibly, especially over the past year and a half or two. It's startling. It's shocking to see even, I mean, everything, right? Groceries. The French bread I get at the grocery store used to cost a dollar. I noticed the other day it's a dollar fifty. Okay, a dollar fifty is not a lot of money by itself, but that's a 50% increase. Yes. And we're seeing a lot of increases in basics and staples, right? That it's making it harder for people to save. So Do you feel like offering this incentive, despite the fact that there's rising inflation and everything costs more, is helping give people room to save, even if they have less money to do so? Yeah, you know, as I say, there's a law of money. The more you make, the more you spend. Whatever you see in your paycheck, you will spend 100% of that bar none. What you don't see in your paycheck, you then adopt and adapt Your whole difference is that if your paycheck goes down by $25 a paycheck, you spend $25 less on coffee and the other things that you don't need to buy. So when it's small amounts of money, $25 a paycheck, and then many of these people have voluntarily raised it, by the way, to $37.50 a paycheck. It's kind of like they want to save $75 a month or whatever it may be, that it doesn't affect them. It's not like two or $300 that has to go into a retirement account. Right. This is so little that they go, okay, and oh, my employer's going to give me $3. $3 on $25 is a 12% return on my money. I'll take that. Knowing that I can get at it anytime, it doesn't cost me anything. It's in an FDIC insured account. If I leave, I can take it with me. It's my money. And so they totally love that they can put a little bit away. It's almost made it that these inflationary times has given them with Secure Save an outlet to be able to save when they know they should be saving, but it won't really hurt them on any level. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for having it done through your employer because people can choose to have, say, a direct deposit into a savings account at a bank. But when you have that sort of personal option, you're usually less likely to do it. You will not do it. You absolutely will not do it. So having that as a benefit, I think it kind of forces people. Um, Susie, I have some questions that kind of are a little bit more personal to you as opposed to about Secure Save, because I'd love to hear, and I think our listeners would too, over the years, what would you say is the best advice you've ever received? That I ever received? That you ever received. It wasn't about money, actually. It was from Barbara Walters, who told me, Susie, don't ever read the good press about you and don't ever read the bad press about you, right? And because grace is above praise and blame. And what was very true about somebody like me, you know, you start out and you're trying to do anything and nobody knows you and you're trying to break in and you're a woman in the field and blah, blah, blah. So when you start to break in, everybody's encouraging you and they love that you're going to succeed. As soon as you make it, they do everything they can to try to tear you down. 
whether it's articles in a magazine that were 100% lies. And it's like, they just, they want to tear you down. So because I don't read the good stuff or the bad stuff, none of it bothers me. And what that has done is grounded me in the truth of who I am and knowing who I am and knowing why I do what I do. And I don't do what I do for public approval. I don't do what I do so I can get more Gracie's or Emmys or whatever. I do what I do because my one and only goal is to make sure that every single person in this world can experience freedom from worry about their money because there is nothing worse in life than when you worry and you don't have the money to pay your bills and you can't help your kids and there's nothing worse. So that's my goal. That is my only goal. So that was the best advice I was ever given. No, I I love that. Actually, that's really, really good advice. One thing I have to say too that I really like about what SecureSafe is doing, I'm a fintech writer. I've been covering the space for about three years. I really love it when I come across companies that are actually trying to help everyday people, right? They're not out to solve some problem that's not really a problem, you know, like this is a real world problem. So I really appreciate that that's what the mission of this company is focused on. So I just had Mm. to say that. Now you have a podcast yourself yes, and you have a segment called Ask Susie and KT Anything. (laughs) We're curious, what's your most frequently asked question or what's been your favorite question? Oh boy. I have to tell you every single question I'm asked is my favorite question. And the reason for that is, and I experienced this on the Susie Orman show for the 13 years when I had it, was that I know that the answer to that question for the person who asked it is so important to them and could absolutely change their lives. I've also learned that almost every single question I'm asked applies to millions of people out there. So I'm never answering a question that's so specific that it's like, just for you. It's, I know that everybody needs to hear it. So I don't have a favorite question. I don't have a question that I hate. I hate situations that people get themselves into. It breaks my heart because it didn't have to be that way. You know, it didn't have to be that way. And what I love about this podcast more than anything is that it's really focused on women who are 50, 60, 70 years of age and older and everybody else smart enough to listen. It's not one of the podcasts that are these cool things and we're going to tell you and we give you these hacks and these things you can do and, you know, you're 20 years age and 30. You have a lot of years to make mistakes, everybody out there, when you're younger, wouldn't hurt you to listen to the podcast. But once you get older, you can't afford to make mistakes. Things happen when all of a sudden you're 60, 70, and 80 years of age and nobody cares about you anymore. The podcasts aren't for you. The TV shows really aren't for you. The advertisers aren't for you. But Susie Orman most certainly is. Last question for you. Secure Save calls you their secret weapon. Yes. They waited a few months to even announce your involvement with the company. Yeah. What about you? What would you say your secret weapon is? My secret weapon for being as happy as I am is knowing who. 
I am. You know, there's a saying behind every great woman, there's even a greater woman. And KT, who I'm married to and have been for 22 years now, she really is. If we're looking for a person who's my secret weapon, she's my secret weapon. Because on every level, she supports me. She's behind the scenes striking every deal because I don't care about the money, right? I'm more than happy to do something for free. I just don't care, right? And so it's KT that reads the contracts. It's KT that talks money. It's KT that makes sure everything goes. So all I have to do is know about what people should do with money and not care about if I'm making the money or not. So KT is my secret weapon in every possible way. That's actually beautiful. I love that. So I can't wait to see what's next for Secure Save. So hopefully you guys are going to keep us posted on that. Yes. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us here today to talk about what drew you to this company. When I know, as you've mentioned, you had probably many offers over the years from other fintechs and you chose this one to work with. So I, for one, was super curious about that. So thank you for sharing that, sharing your personal background, how you got into personal finance to begin with. This has been so much fun. Thanks again, Susie. Anytime, Marianne. Best of luck to you. Thank you. Everyone else listening, I'll be back with Alex on Friday. And for the early stage founders out there, today is your last chance to sign up for our startup Battlefield 200 at this year's Disrupt. This is a wonderful opportunity and we'll link to that in the show notes. Don't miss it. Equity is hosted by myself, editor-in-chief of TechCrunch Plus, Alex Wilhelm, and TechCrunch senior reporter, Mary Ann Azevedo. We are produced by Teresa Loconsolo with editing by Kel. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator. And a big thank you to the audience development team and Henry Picavet, who manages TechCrunch audio products. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. 